it's counterintuitive to think that more focus, more narrow focus is actually going to build your business. But of course, it's true. It's proven all over the place. The, 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 if you try to be everything to everybody, you're going to not be anything to anybody, you know? Well, and I think that there's this whole, you know, like, again, survival mode of people just having to list all these benefits and technical expertise that they have when realistically all people want is to be understood. Welcome to Life After Business, the podcast where your host, Ryan Tansom, brings you all the information you need to exit your company and explore what life can be like on the other side. Welcome back to the Life After Business Podcast. This is episode 111. If you're like 99% of entrepreneurs, your biggest challenge is trying to figure out how to grow your sales, have a message that stands out so your customers understand what you do, why you're the solution to their problem, and so they can become lifelong customers and tell everybody about you. On today's show, I have David Mann, who has decades of experience crafting complex messages, products, and services into simple stories that are emotional and delivered to an audience in ways where the audience immediately understands what the person or company or message is about, how it impacts their problems, and how that is the solution to help that person get where they want to go. And the purpose of having David on today's show is because I think all entrepreneurs and all of us business owners, the biggest problem we have is trying to stick out, grow our company and relate to our customers. So that way we have all the options that we want down the road. And David's experience is so amazing because he's got a theater background. He consults attorneys, he consults business owners about how to take these complex things and really drill down into your customer's head to fully understand what they want and how you guys as the entrepreneur entrepreneur or the business owner can help deliver your message in a way where everybody understands it so you can sell more and grow faster. And how that relates to your growth and exit plan is that if you have a simple message that speaks to the hearts of your customers, it'll align all of your strategic initiatives, understanding how you can diversify your products and services, how you can grow your revenue because your customer actually understands how you solve their problems. It'll actually speak to the whole world on what it is your company does, why it solves the problem of the customers and it'll help you rise above all the competition and the noise that's out in the marketplace to get you recognition that provides you with additional growth, potential exit options, potential buyers, and also a sense of relief that you know where you're going, you know how to message and how to align all of your marketing into one theme that speaks to the person that you're trying to target. So I really hope you enjoy this interview with David. He's got amazing wisdom that really needs to be taken to heart to help accelerate your business into the path that you want it to. So without further do here's david mann this episode of life after business is sponsored by gexp collaborative their proven process gives you clarity on all of your exit options and how those options impact your financial success timing and future happiness sell your company on your time frame to the buyer of your choice at the price you want morning david what's going on hey ryan really good how about you Good. Super happy to have you on the show. You and I have uh, met each other, what, almost two years ago or something like that? Yeah, maybe even longer. And um, so for the listeners that don't know anything about you, your background, and maybe even before you do that, I, I'll kind of tee it up that you helped me clarify what the heck we're doing here at Growth and Exit Planning Collaborative the five principles or process, my keynote. And pretty much came to you as like, I have no idea what I'm going to say in front of these 250 people. <laughs> so, yeah. I but, uh, so for the, the listeners that don't know your background and kind of what you're doing, maybe why not just kind of give them a little bit of an overview. 
Well, yeah, basically, so I work with professional service businesses who have a hard time talking about what they do. And using story techniques, I help them connect with clients and grow their business. That's the short version. Um, I came into this from uh, the world of theater. So my background uh, is as an actor, director, playwright. And I've worked with business professionals, mostly people who are in professional services, uh, which, like I say, are hard to explain, in getting all kinds of messaging straight. So for years, I was doing just like formal presentations where they have to build something and, and communicate a, a sort of a message in an hour. And that has morphed into being, okay, how do we take that and, and zero it in on 10 seconds or the wording on a website or something, and then also build the presentation that goes along with it. So it's all messaging exactly the same way, not exactly, but you know, it's related to the same way that a theater artist has to communicate on an emotional and an intellectual level at the same time to an audience and get an instant response. In theater, you don't mm -hmm. have a second chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like say, wait, can I just do that again? And you also can't give them like an outline ahead of time. Or a PowerPoint, or a PowerPoint. No, there's, no, there's no PowerPoint. Um, you have to do it like, you know, right the first time. And so it's all about wording and how those words are put across by your delivery or the, the visuals or whatever you want to say. So that's how I've taken that and made, made what, what I've done as an art form into something that helps businesses connect with clients and grow their business. The other half of what I do is with lawyers winning cases in court. So I won't talk about that a lot here because it's not lawyers in the audience probably, <laughs> but, it's, uh, but the, it's the same techniques applied to you know, winning, a, when you have, to, you have to convince a jury to go your direction at the end of a case, what are you doing? You're telling them a story and it has to be a story they can relate to and understand. Mm -hmm. And you see them on lawyers on TV and, and it looks like they, it looks, well, that's easy. Well, that's because it's an actor with a script. <laughs> but in reality, they, it's just a mess usually. And so I help them work out the mess so it, it comes across as a story. Well, what's, what's so crazy and interesting is I do, like even though for you know business owners, which we're going to get into the messaging, how it has an impact and growing the value of your company, how it ties to where you're going with your ultimate exit and all that stuff. We're going to, we're going to wrap it all in for the audience and the listeners. But I think when, you know, when you and I chatted, it was like, it made so much sense to me because, you know, and I don't know if it was, I think it was in the conversation that we were having is I was sitting in the back and I was watching David Horsager speak on the trust edge yeah. and his presentation. And you were giving all these notes. I'm like, that guy is analyzing that guy. I should probably know him. <laughs> yeah. It was like when you told me about the, 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 the jury thing, it was like, okay, you have to say all of these facts without actually saying them. And that was like the, you know, I think a lot of salespeople and a lot of entrepreneurs specifically, they storytell, which is why they end up, you know, so they started, they tell the story about how they started, but then they have such a problem putting that all over, making their employees say it, and it doesn't translate. And I think what happens is they do end up getting confused. So when I was, when you told me that, it's like, okay, this makes a ton of sense because in the, you know, the 10, 15 minutes that a, an attorney has to explain or the theater, uh, the actor has to explain, it's all about the emotions. And that's what actually people listen to. I mean, like, People actually yeah. remember stories versus all the crap that people get spewed of PowerPoints and facts. Yeah, ads uh, for products are really, really good at this. Like I, when I do this as a presentation, I show a laundry detergent commercial. And in 30 seconds, a really clear story is told. In this particular commercial about a, a, a young woman who's doing her laundry and her mother 
is kind of nagging her and and you know saying she's not doing it right and by the end of the commercial the mother wants that laundry detergent this is in 30 seconds you've seen <laughs> an external problem dirty laundry and nagging mother mother or mother-in-law and uh and by the end of it everything is resolved and everybody's happy internal and external problem we've seen this a thousand millions of times mm -hmm. in ads but when we so product good product um, people who, who are marketing a product, they just know this and we're all used to it. When we get into professional services, for some reason, we start going, here are the features and benefits of my, or some law. If the first words out of your mouth when someone <laughs> asks you, what you do is, well, it's complicated. Oh, perfect. Let me buy some. <laughs> yep. You've bored them. They've now, they're now, they are now nodding and smiling to be polite. And that is all because they <laughs> don't care. Nobody wants it to be complicated. What I've been saying is that everybody who, who engages um, someone in, in any kind of professional service wants it to be as easy to understand as laundry detergent. And it of course isn't because laundry detergent is some, or, you know, cars or shoes or something like that. You don't have to explain what that is. You have to mm -hmm. only explain why yours is best. Mm -hmm. But with professional services, we have to explain what we do and then tell why it relates to the client and, and why it's the best on the market. That's a lot more complicated, but it can't sound like it is or you just lose all your clients. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, or you don't get any. <laughs> you don't get any in the first place. They go, what? Oh, that guy's complicated. I don't like complicated. <laughs> well, and that's where, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out there about stories now. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of getting this, this momentum, but I don't think really a lot of people understand how the story relates right. to their messaging, to their digital marketing, to their growth and like literally growing their company and how, like, so I think well, maybe we can break this down for the listeners in a couple of different fashions, but you know, maybe let's start with the problems and then we can dissect like how, what is an actual story and how that messaging, and then we can tie it into how that relates to where their presence is online and where, how that affects where they're going and where they're going to potentially end up exiting their company. But what are the problems? Like, why is this such a problem? And then how did, how, why is story getting such momentum these days? Well, the problem faced by any business owner, business leader, is how to grow the business, right? I mean, how, how to reach clients, grow the business, increase revenue. And to do that, you have to connect with people. And to connect with people, you ha they have to listen. They have to understand what you do. And then, and then they have to know why it relates to them. Seriously, the only two things anybody cares about when they encounter you as professionally is what do you do and how will it help me? And we, so that seems like obvious as could be, right? But it's like, what, what happens when you go to most websites? You know, you don't We've get- We've been in business for 50 years and- Yeah, you get, you get, here are the services we offer. We're passionate about getting results. These are our core values and beliefs. And then here's a list of how many employees we have and my accomplishments. <laughs> I started the, the company in my garage with a yeah. truck that was so broke down. People know, I mean, I think this thing, the word story has been thrown around the last, I don't know, five, six years as this, as this uh, you know, great big hot thing. The thing is, in my opinion, as a professional storyteller, from theater, and I didn't mention, but my focus a lot of times is one-man shows, so direct storytelling. Um, 
I don't think anybody has any idea what they're talking about when they say, they go, story is important. Yes, it's important. Story, yes, story. And then they don't know what that even means. And they just <laughs> go back to doing what they were doing anyway and then saying, story. So what I see when I go to people's websites is a lot, and this is the problem. They, they're talking about themselves way too much. The first things that, are, are, that you encounter when you see a new service is me, we, our, my, you know, that's, those are, and, and right there you're losing people because they're like, you know, I hate to break it to all you folks out there, but nobody really cares about you. <laughs> they care about themselves. <laughs> I mean, your mother does, somebody does. Yeah, but they, hopefully. But, but professionally, <laughs> no, they only care, but we all are immersed in our own story. That's what we're carrying around all day, my story. And so if, you know, the, the way to break through that with clarity is to be talking about them from the word go. And really understanding them. And I think, you know, there's a, there's another layer of complexity that I do see to what you're saying is so many services these days are commodities, right? So whether it's insurance, banking, finance, uh, I mean, consulting, digital marketing. Now, what in the hell does that mean? Right? So like all yeah. of the companies and these entrepreneurs that are trying to grow, so they have a sustainable business, they have zero idea how to differentiate themselves other than going back to the, here's what we do, SEO and paid ads and, you know, content writing. And so what happens right. is I see like people go to the features and benefits and then therefore they're like, their, their survival tactic is, we're really good at this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Except like they don't understand their client and their client's needs specifically. So I think that's kind of where you're going to like if if they can't speak to that person then. So how does that tie into what is a story and how do you actually go and speak to your client and then relate it to the, like the context of a story? Well, here's what I, the thing on that is that to break down this word story as it relates to business, when when you say, okay, what's the story of your business? The first thing you probably think is the history of your business. Right. People go, right. we started in such and such a year <laughs> and, you know, and the owner had a passion and a vision. And, you know, <laughs> and it's like, so we go, I go, yeah, okay, that is, that is in fact a story. That is a story that has a beginning, middle and end. And, and it, it's a story you can tell. And, and there is a time and a place for that. And the present and the end is I'm now sitting in front of you and you yeah, should buy from me. You're, yeah, right. So <laughs> now you told me a history, and then the other uh, end of the spectrum would be um, a, a case story or a, uh, you know the story of clients that we've worked with who have had an experience and all that kind of stuff. And that's you know a case study or a testimonial kind of a story. That's also a story, and there's a time and a place for that as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that what what is missed, the blind spot, is what I call the ongoing story, the story that is still in progress, the story of right in the middle, like clients are now engaged with you, clients will be engaged with you tomorrow and the next day, customers are looking to, to someone to solve a problem, that's a story that's in progress, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you, the business owner, are a part of their story, and articulating that right away in clear language is the thing that makes people just perk up and go, huh, what? I want more of that. Mm-hmm. So for instance, to kind of bring this home, what I did is I, um, I went to a, I, I thought I was doing a, a presentation on this up in Alaska a couple of weeks ago, actually. And, <laughs> um, 
I, uh, I thought before that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how hard it is. for. I want some examples of bad, of what I'm talking about in a bad way as the first page. So I just put in, I thought, what's some professional services? Well, financial services or IT consulting or something <laughs> like that. And I just Googled it. I'm sitting in Anchorage and I just Googled like IT consulting. And I thought, how long is it going to take me to find exactly the wrong thing? <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a nice looking web page. I'm not talking about crappy, like bottom of the barrel, like really good, you know, looks like good services. So it, instantly I find this. I, this is the homepage. <laughs> IT consulting, business and technology are our passion. Quality support is our expertise. <laughs> I already want to, I hope, <laughs> I hope the it. listeners are not shutting off the podcast right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I know nothing about what this has to do with me. And exactly like I said, I now know about your passion. But, do but they I don't, don't even know what they do. I don't care about your passion. And then, and then I clicked, uh, what was this? Financial services. The first, and this is a really sweet looking picture, actually. Like they spent some money. Is on it a dude in a suit? Shoot. No, it happens to be a, a young Asian woman with a tablet and, and right next to a, a, uh, like a really gorgeous skyline of some city. So you go, oh, okay. And the, the text over it is covering the full spectrum of global financial services. Great, thank you. That's, uh, that's great for other people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm I'm not just, the world. And I'm I, not the world, yeah. What does this have to do with me? And then another financial system is a whole different place. This is now, they have like a paragraph. This is, I'm, this is the first thing you see. Now, this is a big company. From banking and insurance to wealth management and securities distribution, our dedicated financial services teams serve all major sectors of the industry. Our work draws on more than 40 years of experience delivered by 5,700 professionals in the world's most important financial centers. Okay, so Did you? thank you. Like, that's a lot of chest beating. That's a lot of, we well, are not, amazing. Not, not even that, but like, okay, so let's really boil this down to some even funnier stats. It's like Google penalizes your website if it doesn't load in like three milliseconds, no <laughs> yeah. one's going to read that at all. And they're not yeah, going right. to go, I don't care at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope those people aren't listening because these are huge companies, but, and I'm not mentioning them by name, but I mean, wow. So the, the point I'm making with this is this is not hacks. They, they have, they have high level professionals working on these websites and on the marketing and everything else and they're making the most fundamental mistake which is they're it's all about them and how great they are and what they offer and what they care about by contrast i went to uh something jimmy actually uh uh suggested got junk 1-800-GOT-JUNK so this is this you know i think this is a national thing yep, right yep, yep. um their picture is a couple kissing in front of a 1-800-GOT-JUNK truck and blurred out in the background are these two guys in blue work shirts working. And I'm like, and the, and the text is, goodbye, junk, hello, relief. I'm like, okay. This, yeah, I get is, it. this is a story in a picture with four words. That's a whole story. The story is, we had some junk and those guys got rid of it. We are relieved and now we're making out. <laughs> sign me up <laughs> and you're like i want in i want into that story that's that's a story i want to be a part of. but see what i'm saying here is this is the first impression of this company that otherwise they easily easily could have said we pick up trash in an efficient manner and we really care about customer service and all this stuff with a picture of like a truck 
or, or worse, trash. <laughs> you know? right. and so, so how does that, David, when you, like, when you, especially like, you know, the biggest thing that I think as I've grown up and had most of my career and all this stuff through services and so have you and a lot of the people that I work with and et cetera is, you know, there's products and then there's intangibles. And I think that's where a lot of these professionals get stuck. And honestly, products are the same way because that's more of a product than it is a service. It's easy to explain, you know, but yeah, I guess, right, you know, right. like IT services or like, how do you really like, what is maybe we can get, dive into like the, the construct of a story? Because how do you figure out how to inject yourself into that client's mindset and then understand how to really understand their problems and then where this all, all this fits? Well, I, they, when I work with people on this, they, they, you know, of course they have a, they have a, a business that has a certain amount of success already. And so they know, they have some idea of who their customer is, but usually I don't feel that they have, they've thought about it much because in the space of like three or four hours, we get all, we uncover all kinds of layers of who this customer is. If you, if you settle with the first thing that comes out of their mouth, it's usually the most generic customer. So I will say, all right, who is, and this is the, the story um, format, is there, like you've seen in a million movies, plays, and novels, is there's a main character who wants something. That main character is, is, is trying to get something to happen or something for themselves and to avoid some kind of failure. If that was the end right there, you'd have a pretty boring story. Main mm-hmm. character wants something and then gets it. And credits roll. <laughs> you're six minutes into this movie and it's already over and totally unsatisfying. So, of course, a good story in, in the fiction world is uh, the character wants something but is thwarted from getting it. Cannot get it. There's something in the way of them getting that. A problem they can't solve. And often that problem is both external and internal. So, external is like, they have to solve a problem of uh, that's, you know, the bomb's going to go off. And the internal problem is they, they're afraid they're not going to be good enough to do it. So, and that, that, that mixture is really compelling in fiction. And then they usually can't solve the problem without the help of some kind of guide or mentor who comes with a plan and action steps. And then that character is left on their own without the guide to either use those tools or not use those tools. We've seen that a million times in long form movies and TV shows, but also, like I say, in 30 second commercial, you can hit all those things in 30 seconds. Well, and I so, think, so if I could just interject for a sec, because, uh, you know, I think what for the, for the audiences, like, it's like the Luke Skywalker and Yoda. I mean, that's one of the most, yeah. you know, because it's not about Yoda. It's about Luke, right? The whole story right. is about Luke and it's not about Yoda, which Yoda is the guide or the product or the certain, you know, so that there's this yeah. situation where it's not about the person that's getting that person to where they want to go. Right. The main character is the, is the, you know, we've seen it a thousand times. So we know how to identify a main character and then we know how to identify the helper, the Obi-Wan Kenobi or the Yoda. But in marketing ourselves, most of us, most of the people I work with, or some of the examples I just gave, have positioned themselves as the main character of the story with their problem to solve, which is, I want more business. I want your business. That's my problem. Will you help me with my problem by giving me your business? <laughs> and of course, most of us go, no, I don't want to help you with your problem. Why? Because I'm concerned with my problem. I've got my own problems to deal with. I don't need your Plural, problem. probably plural problems. Yeah, problems. So the, the, the positioning of the, of the, you know, the text on the website or, or how, how you just see your own business has to be 
about the customer is the main character of their own story and they want something that they can't get for some reason and you have the keys, the plan, the action steps, whatever it is, to relieve their frustration, Mm -hmm. tension, overwhelmed, whatever it is, to get them to their success. So when I work with people on this, the first thing I ask is who's your main character? And I've already explained like it's not you, you know? And then they will go, okay, well, let me see. Uh, And they'll start to talk about their customers. And in one case, an interesting thing happened. Um, Usually that's a human being, it's a person. Like the director of ops is our main target, you know? Um, or it's, it's, uh, yesterday I worked with a guy whose main target is, uh, women over 50 who have just been through a divorce or are, are looking at retirement. So he was really zeroed out on that. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Then I'll usually ask them a few more questions. And in one case, we actually moved away from the human being being the main character and they got it to the business itself as the main character. Mm. So sometimes it's an abstraction. Sometimes it's, it's like, uh, something that isn't, isn't uh, one person. Um, but you got to really think about it and think whose problem are we really positioned to solve the best? Mm-hmm. And then I also ask them, what is that person? What's the, what's the personality, the characteristics of that person? And they'll talk about that a little while. Then I ask them, the next question is, what does that character that is your client see as success? And this is what's really interesting is the first answers are almost always what they see as success working with them. So they'll say, well, they see success as a really efficient process with us and they get everything that they paid for and it's really cheap. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they do, that's not what they care about. <laughs> what they care newsflash, about, newsflash. Yeah, they care about something that it doesn't have anything to do with you. I know that it's hard to wrap your head around that. <laughs> they actually don't wake up thinking about you. <laughs> they're thinking about some other problem. So then we get into territory like, well, actually, they're looking for freedom. They're looking for uh, more choice in their life. This is the guy yesterday, was, mm-hmm. that was his thing. Or they're looking for, in a case of businesses that are growing, they're looking for an exit that is profitable to them, or they're looking uh, for uh, to a transition to you know some family member or something like that. That's way down the line, and we've got the tools to help you get there, rather than you're only concerned with our process being good. Yeah, and I think it's it, it, it it's so crazy when like if you think about all of the things in your business that hinge upon you understand your client. And I don't know if it's the world of the, 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 the digital world that we live in where people and services are becoming more niche in order to really like speak to that person. Cause like, hello, we like people and people buy stuff and we, we have stuff versus like being able to describe the person and their problems in specific details is so much more common because you really have to know your customer. And, yeah. and I think, and I don't know why that has happened where these people don't necessarily know that as well and it's interesting because i read this book uh, jeff Be- on jeff bezos and amazon it's called the everything store and every single time in every single meeting they have an empty chair and it's <laughs> this is this is the customer what would they think about this we all know the customer's problems and they literally are, are solving problems for the customer all day long because there's wow. this, this person sitting there but i just don't know why like these these entrepreneurs because we it, everybody struggles with why is it so difficult to get into the head of your customer? 
It isn't really. I think what it is is that we, <laughs> we, all, we all know our customers, but sometimes we get under the illusion that there's, there's a different customer that we think we're serving or something. But it, when I start to really ask people, like, let's just talk about real customers that you really deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, zero in on some specific thing. Then they, everybody knows who they actually work with. It's just sometimes it's a surprise that it's not who you want to be working with. Mm-hmm. It's like you go, okay, well, I've got 10 customers and actually seven of them are not really who I want to be working with, but these other three really are. And I go, well, then let's talk about them. And let's position our market. Well, I'm going to lose revenue and this and that and people get off. Well, no, you. no, because you're going to actually be focused for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. all of us entrepreneurs, all of us are dealing with it. it to be it's, understood, right? Yeah. So I mean, there's the left, left, left brain, right brain. We're like, yeah, if you can do all these things, but you understand the outcome that I'm trying to accomplish and I trust you and I believe that you've got the expertise, then you, we can go get there together. And that's, I think there's, that's almost the, the, the competitive edges actually understanding your customer and proving to your customer that you understand them. Because, you know, we were talking, um, who was it uh, just recently where it's all about the sales process and how people are struggling and like literally like how many times has, have you been burned by someone just not delivering services to you? So many times, right? Yeah, so like right. all you want to know is like, do you actually get me? Because if you get me, then I think we'll build, I don't care about all the minutia, really, yeah. but you do actually get me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to be, it has to be really quick. I'm, I'm really big on first, imp- or, you know, the first segment of the impression. If, if, it's, if too much time passes where I don't get a sense that you understand me, mm-hmm. it's really easy for me to dismiss you and everything you do and move on to some other person who does. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we're in a world now where it's really easy to do that. I mean, how often do you see on any social media feed, you see, um, you see uh, video clips coming up all day on everything from politics to cats to Stephen Colbert to whatever. We all are, are conditioned to click that thing on and then off again within 10 seconds if it's not interesting. So it's mm-hmm. like, it has to grab you right away Speak to you and it's Listen. about me yeah mm-hmm. right right it's harder it's it's really easy to talk about and it's sort of a lot harder to do <laughs> you know well and so let's 100 percent. and i think let's take you know the the next step of this and talk about how this applies to growing and selling a business and how that person can take this at, to in this methodology into it because I think maybe, you know, I can speak to a couple failures on just the tactical stuff because how many times I guarantee you every single listener here has spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars in digital marketing and it's been a complete waste of time. They literally could have gone to Vegas right. and rolled the crap. <laughs> it would have been way better off spent. Yeah. And it's because how are you supposed to do Facebook ads, keynote presentations, webinars, blogs, if you have no idea who the hell you're talking to? Right. right. So like you have, you're spending all this money, all this time, you know, I, so there's all of those things or you spend, um, I mean, I've got the entrepreneurs I've talked to where, yep, spend $10,000 on this company who's going to do telemarketing for me because they're going to magically bring in sales. That's how that works usually. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or like, the, or I'm going to hire this new salesperson who's guaranteed to win me clients. So there's this terrified survival mode of how the hell do I get, you know, out into the noise. So this is literally tied to growing your company, but all of these tactics are going to fail if you don't know who the heck your customer is and who you're trying to reach. So you might as well not spend any money on any of that stuff. Yeah. And, I, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But we all, you know, you, you feel like I want to put, I, I think, I think my, if I suspect, if I, my suspicions are correct, people, people are wary of spending money on something that uh, doesn't sound very tangible. Right. So if you say, well, we're going to work on your messaging. Oh, well, that's not really, I don't know what that is. And where, what do I, what can I hold in my hands at the end of the day? And what's, where's the guarantee that something's actually been done? Mm-hmm. Whereas you say, well, I'm going to work on your SEO and I'm going to, you know, do all these bells and whistles for digital marketing. That sounds 17 really more likes. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and we can count it and quantify it. But the thing is, at the end of the day, like you're absolutely right. If, if that digital marketing or whatever marketing you're doing has a blurry message, you know, something that doesn't, I can't understand what the words are. It's all corporate speak or just generalities. Mm-hmm. Or it's all about me. Or it sounds exactly like the next person would say, just with different colors. Then mm-hmm. why spend any of that money? So mm-hmm. the 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 work has to be done on the this kind of work done on the front end about messaging, simple messaging, uh, getting the what the the complexity of what you do down to a simple, digestible, understandable message. Laundry detergent. Yeah, laundry detergent. So it feels <laughs> like laundry detergent. That can be infused easily into all the rest of those marketing channels and then your money that you're spending on it actually has an ROI. Well, and then now let's tie this and make this super clear for the listeners because how does this relate to growth and exit planning? And I was on a client site, which I'm actually still in somewhere very nice, but I'm not outside, which I wish I was, (laughs) is where you're going and why all of this stuff should reverse back into that, right? So literally talking to this client and we're trying to figure out what's the ultimate goal? Who could you potentially sell to? Is it internal buyers? Is it external buyers? Is it your employees? And that will dictate how much money the company's worth and it'll dictate what they should actually be doing because they've got the ability to potentially pivot into a consulting company or continue launching new products and paying for more uh, development because if they sold to a third-party competitor, who wants more dev, more, uh, more employees, like that's going to change all the stuff that they do versus they switch to a consulting company. Guess what? Their buyers potentially change. It, they, like the value changes, all of this stuff. So if you don't know where you're going and why, now think about what 99% of the people do. They do both of those things kind of, and then they still don't know who their customer is. So then they yeah. literally just bumble around and get nowhere. But so let's say, let, okay, let's say we got a software company and now we say, okay, you know what? this software company now needs to be a consulting company. Okay. So now think about the messaging and what the customer's problem is. It's no longer features and benefits of dev, but it's, we're trying to solve your HR, your service and your financial problems because they don't have actual people to solve and give them the information that they want to be able to make decisions. Yeah. And now it's worth more. Right. Well, but think about like, so now, and I think, you know, Let's say, let's say now the, the customer, the, 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 the listener, the entrepreneur knows, okay, I'm going to do these things. And this is kind of the big vision of where I want to go. But like, what are the different avenues that people should be like, where does your voice and your message other than the website, explain like all the different micro oh. channels that this becomes like, to your point, it becomes easier. It, get in, it gets infused, like you said, right? So it's not just your message, but like, how does that percolate into all the different channels? Well, I, I mean, I'm a big believer in maybe it's sort of old school now, but on the live presentation. So the, the more you can have actual contact with people in a room, 
that, uh, that can sort of see you and sense your personality and your energy and all that stuff and hear a little bit in more depth about what you have to offer, that's by far the best way to get the message of anything across. It's counterintuitive these days because we think, well, hey, I can just put something together and press a button and it goes to 50 million people. The thing is, is 49,999,000 of those people are not necessarily paying attention to you. So um, that's my first answer to that is work out a way to do some live speaking in all of the various networking, breakfast groups, lunch and learns that there are, and work out a presentation, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, that is infused, that is tightly woven around a message that is easy to understand and then has a couple of applications, a couple of case studies, a couple of illustrations and stories. And I, it's amazing how people will latch onto that. Mm-hmm. In a way, because there's so much digital now, we see a really good live presentation and we go, oh, that, that's what I, I mean, that, that person's really talking to me. So that's one application, the live presentation. Of course, there's all of the various applications of social media. There's uh, articles, blogs, and, and sort of more long-form sort of thought leader stuff that you can do. And then, of course, the website. And all of those should be unified around one singular message that is all about the customer, a message mm-hmm. that can be articulated in a few words mm-hmm. or uh, 30 seconds or 15 minutes or an hour. And it all it does is expand the exact same message. It doesn't change it and become more cumbersome. That's ideally how it should work. And mm-hmm. that just takes a lot of front, like you're saying, it takes a lot of front end work, maybe not a lot. I mean, it takes some thought, but once it's going, I've got, I don't know how many clients right now that not only has it changed their marketing, it's changed the whole way they look at what they do. It's they themselves see what they do differently. They themselves feel more focused. Their employees are more focused and therefore it's more productive. Well, and everything becomes easier because I think everybody are paralyzed. Like, when do I do blogs? When do I do webinars? When do I do presentations? When do I do sales presentation? When do I do case studies? And they, they are, they're, 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 it's so much work because you're trying to recreate a new technical thing versus like, yeah. you know, let's go even for me, an example, right? So like when I'm at you, we didn't have GEXP collaborative, right? So this is, right. you know, which really has struggled with our message because there was so much stuff out there. But, you know, if you say, okay, we do growth and exit planning. So we understand how to tie your growth plan to an eventual exit that gives you options so you can engineer your ideal exit. Okay, hopefully that's understandable. And, you know, it's a complex product and service, but that is an outcome. It gives you relief and gives you options. But now we say, okay, there's lots of problems that fit within there. So now if you're doing blogs, podcasts, all these presentations, all this stuff is just going to expand that problem. So if you're you know, Jimmy Fritz, you know, give them yeah. a from the wedding shop where like, so they sell bridesmaids dresses, but that's not what they do. They help the experience of the bride. So all of the content should fit within there. And so therefore you're not having to redevelop these, these things that you're doing every single day, which becomes so paralyzing, I think for most, for most entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm big on, on um, get, getting it down to a, a wording that everybody can understand. So not only your customers, but you. And so in the case of Jimmy and the, and the wedding shop, this is a very common problem I'm, I deal with with my clients, which is that they, they are seen as a commodity deliverer and they want to be they, they, what they really do and what they want to kind of ascend to 
is uh, more of a service provider that's more comprehensive, like you're describing. And that's what they wanted to do. And they had been seen as like the cheap dress people, like get a dress, get it fast, get it cheap. And so what is that if in the market that's a race to the bottom, whoever's just got the cheapest dress wins. Mm -hmm. And we worked and worked and worked. And what came out of that session was the phrase, we help, we help you own your day. So it's focused on the bride. You will own your day if you work with us. So that now it sounds like a much bigger deal than a dress. It's the whole service that they offer. And that phrase, own your day, just was spoken by someone at the table. And I went, that's it. We all went, oh my God, that's it. And now whenever I do that, I tell this story in presentations, I get other companies going, can we use that too? Can we use own your day? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and well, uh, another business that I work with that, was, um, that's, uh, uh, that works with EOS traction and uh, helps businesses sort of navigate that whole thing, um, had no, they were so unfocused about what they were doing. And by the end of our sessions, we came up, we, we, uh, make your business go further faster. So this two word thing, further faster, they are in love with that. It's on everything now. And they say, see how simple it gets. Mm -hmm. And yet it, it, it's implying a much bigger service. Well, and what's it, let's even tie that into how you like the ultimate goal of the business. So like this company yesterday, like I did it like just randomly as I, they were trying to think about all these, you know, we're, they're a service-based business in my old industry, the imaging industry. And it's like, you know, no, no. The reality is you help the imaging and IT services companies, you help them make more money. Like, okay. So, and they, they have tools and analytics to do that. But the reality is they literally help their customers make more money and their company's worth more money as well. What I find interesting about this, Dave, is what that does too, is that ties in the ability for these companies or the, the entrepreneurs to logically sell more products and services and diversify to make the company worth more, right? So now you say, okay, we make, we help our customers make more money. Well, how do you do that? Well, we have service, sales, and finance consulting. And by the way, we use some of the top tools. And so if they were to diversify and add products and services, it would make sense to you, right? Versus like, why do you do all of these different things? And like my old industry, yeah. right? Because my old industry, yeah. that with that a lot where, what do you do? copiers, manage IT services, document management service, manage IT services, cloud hosting, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, no, no. We help you make your business run smoother without relying on technology hiccups. Okay. So then if they are adding products and services throughout that, that the growth of the company, it makes sense why they would all of a sudden do cloud hosting, why they would all of a sudden do these things because right. your, your customer's problem is going to constantly be evolving, right? I mean, it's not going to, it's not a static problem, like you said. Right, right. And then, so of course, to get to what, you know, what you're the expert in, a buyer comes along and they either see a commodity service that has 15 different commodities and it doesn't make a lot of sense because the no messaging has been done and no kind of umbrella idea that's, that's about business growth has been developed. And now it's, it's like a, a messy business. But the mm -hmm. exact same business offering basically the exact same services wrapped up in a package that looks like a, a comprehensive service and worded that way and presented that way, right? That's just, now that's worth a lot more money. Well, because like, I mean, the, every private equity firm I've ever in, uh, interviewed or the, even these corporate strategic buyers, the first thing they do is Google you, then they go to your Facebook page and they go to your LinkedIn page. So they, they want to understand what you're doing. And what I think, think is interesting, David, is... If you think about the customer's problem, 
So, right. So now think about let's go to my old industry. So trying to eliminate the technology, like literally eliminating technology friction in the work world. Right. So that, that way people can do their jobs without having to have any problems. Yeah. So that's helping people with telecom, with their computers, with their copiers, with their firewalls, with their digital needs, with their smartphones. It's literally everything. doesn't mean you have to do all that stuff. But what, what, what I find is interesting is there's a lot of providers that help that one problem, which means you could have strategic mergers with other companies that are doing those things that have the same problem. You yeah. can have, you know, so what happens is it allows you to look at the, the, the eventual exit in a different fashion too, because you can see who you could potentially merge or sell to because you're solving the same problem for the customer. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about it like from the point of view of the person within the business, but also the point of view of someone potentially interested mm -hmm. in acquiring the business. They're, they're looking at that, that level of, of how that business operates. Right. So like, like, okay, well, what does an ERP system have to do with managed IT services? Well, it's the same thing. They're trying to help the business run better without, without having te technology hiccups. Yeah. So there's a very good chance that an ERP system could buy a cloud hosting system. I mean, if you like what Amazon tries to do, all they're doing is they're eliminating all of the friction to having me buy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff that is, is going to float into my room so I don't have to go <laughs> right. anywhere. And so that makes sense why they're getting into automobiles, into cloud hosting, into retail, into groceries, because it's just me versus this, the stuff that I want to consume. So yeah, yeah. Everybody, why they're acquiring these things, because they have one problem that they're solving for the customer. Yeah. And it's, if it can be said clearly and instantly, that's how it works. I'm looking at um, the EOS page is another one that I really like. And by... I'm focusing on the web page a little because it's a it's the most tangible example of like the it's first the impression. billboard, right? I mean, it's the first impression other than yeah. Something. And what is he? I mean, most people know a little bit about EOS and traction and how many bells and whistles really there are. They got the the meetings; they're going to work out for you and your right fit people and your vision and core. It's, there's a lot of stuff, none of which is particularly new, really. I mean, it's like based on these old ideas that were all over the place. Mm -hmm. Gina Wickman comes along and puts it in this one package, calls it traction. So it's right there. It's a, it sounds like something visceral. It's a tire that's going to grip the road. And then the first sentence you go to the website, get a grip on your business. And I go, yeah, I don't have a grip on my business. Yeah. I mean, who, who, what entrepreneur feels like, yep, I got a firm grasp on the business. Like, no, everybody privately is like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have it. It's all out of control. And so he's saying that one sentence, it says, you basically don't have a grip and I've got the way for you to get a grip mm -hmm. and it's in one sentence. And so like you're saying, now what could be a big mess of services becomes one service. It's mm -hmm. one thing that I'm going to do for you or that we're going to, you know, help you discover. And it's, it's a really brilliant, really clear. So for the, <laughs> and by the way, full disclosure for the listeners is I, and this is a constant battle, right? I'm, I'm, wor I'm working with you trying to figure out how to clarify my growth and exit planning to eliminate anxiety for the, the entrepreneurs out there. And it is a pain to try and figure this out. I mean, it is like I, one of our mutual clients said, it's a lot of work. <laughs> you did their whole day yeah. And so what, if you were to give some feedback to the listeners and the, to the owners that are trying to figure out how the heck do I go from not clip my, my muddied world to like the clarity, you know, what's the, what, what would be a couple of big takeaways that you'd give them? Well, 
you mean things to to do like things they can actually yeah what would be one what would be one the, the first thing that they could do the first step obviously to to reach out to your look at your website which we'll get your contact information and put in the show notes and uh get it at the end of the show but you know maybe one thing that you one one exercise or maybe just one idea that we've talked about that you want to highlight and you want to make sure that you accentuate for the the clients or the the listeners or you know one takeaway that they should okay the the bare bones of the story format i could just i mean this is something you can do it it's deceptively simple but i'll just put out the simple thing for everybody out there you sit down with your team whatever and identify who your customer really is who you actually work with where it's the best fit for you usually something you've done before but do that and identify what that particular customer actually wants not what they want from you what they want and apart from you what they're trying the problem they're trying to solve and then ask yourself what's in the way of them getting what they want Mm -hmm. what exactly is in the way and you're usually going to come up with these are not going to have one answer they're going to have like a list of answers and then then after you do that you say okay well, what do they want and what are they afraid is going to happen? That's another thing. So success and failure. What's in the way? And then how are you uniquely qualified to solve that problem? Uniquely qualified, mm-hmm. which means your own background and history, your expertise, and also the sort of the more intangible emotional layer of like, how, how are you uniquely qualified to empathize with their problem? Why mm-hmm. do you really understand their problem? And then what, of course, is your plan for getting them there? If you can just make that list out, you're going to have the bones of what uh, you've, uh, you know, that, that can... You you're going to have a little bit more sense of relief, I hope. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I even but, think about what you said, David, is like, the, make a list of what's in the way of getting them what they want. So again, like you just said, if they, you, you have to understand what they want right? Yeah, and then if yeah. you understand what they want, then you can write a list of all the stuff that's in the way. Guess what? There's your content, right? There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's your present. I mean, those are your blogs. Those are your webinars. Those are your videos. Those are your, the material for your website. This is how easy all the other stuff that is normally really difficult becomes because you understand what they want and what their problems are. <laughs> yeah. And then it can be, it, the translation to those other formats then becomes you know, a fair amount of work, but it's all guided by a message. It's all mm-hmm. guided by some kind of clarity. And actually people get excited and all this. This whole process can be done on your own. Um, or of course it can be done with help. <laughs> and and uh, sometimes it's really useful to have the outside eye come in and say, uh, BS, Ryan, shut up. <laughs> Ryan, shut up. You're making no sense. <laughs> yeah, because Ryan and I did this. Yeah, and he was like, I got to do all these things. And I was like, I know, I know, but I, you know, you kept sort of saying some of the stuff over and over. And at that time, way back then you were like, I don't want to be called a financial planner or an exit planning expert or whatever, because it was too much of a pigeonhole. And I went, well, obviously you're way more than that. So we figured out a way to see it. And what you've got now grow and exit like a pro is great. I mean, well, what's interesting too, and that, that actually stemmed to us creating the new company and totally stepping away from the financial advice, but having that as a, one of the key components. So like, if, if you think about for the, for the listeners, it guided my whole business strategy is my message, right? So it guided creating a new company, creating new partnerships, creating new content, creating a new, I mean, because I understood the client, 
right? I mean, and it's, it, it is so complicated, but then once you actually have someone sitting there and like peeling that out of you, you kind of have this epiphany going, oh my God, I'm either in the wrong space, servicing the wrong customers, I'm not saying the right thing, because otherwise you're just like literally stuck in this hamster wheel. Yeah, it's really difficult to see this stuff on your own. I sometimes, I, um, I make the comparison to actors in a play. Uh, a lot of people know about actors in movies, like the, a person can act in a movie and direct the movie. You know, we've seen that all the time. Well, that's because that director can act his, his or her scene and then go step behind the camera and watch, watch the recording of what they just did. But in, on stage, you can't do that. So I, mm. even though I'm an actor and a director, can't direct myself because <laughs> I can never see myself, even mm. though I would be able to if I could sit out there. So it's the same thing with this. You are so close to your business. We're all so close to our business. We need sometimes need an outside eye to really help us see the forest for the trees on this stuff and get us mm. out of that, you know, that uh, kind of self-centered thinking. So if our listeners want to know more about you, get a hold of you, what's the best way? Well, you can go to my website, davidmanlive.com, uh, or, you know, email, call. It's all on the, it's all printed somewhere, right? On this. Perfect. And, yep. And it'll be on the show notes. So yeah, David, absolutely a blast, man. I'm glad you got to uh, come on the show finally. Yeah, me too. This is great. David is a rock star. I had a blast. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. I think if there's one thing that you should be doing as an entrepreneur is figure out what your customer wants. If you understand what they really want, then you will understand all of the things that are in their way. And you can then speak to them about how you are set up to solve that problem. And I think if there's one big takeaway is understand where you're trying to go with the eventual exit of your business because that should guide products and services you should be providing. Then it should also allow you to then craft your message around those products and services knowing that you have a very specific focus and a very specific problem that you are solving for that customer and how you fit into their journey. What are the different preferred partners you should be partnering up with and who could be a potential strategic exit based on the same problems that you're trying to solve and the worst case scenario, if you grow and grow because you've got the right messaging and you've got a valuable business, you might not have to sell to that strategic party, but you've got a healthy business that was fun to grow and you spoke to the customer in a way that gave you relief because you weren't trying to make stuff up every single day. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with David. Go on to his website, check out more of his information. Got any questions, reach out to gexpcollaborative.com or go on to iTunes, give me a rating. Otherwise, I will see you next week.